Before we get started, it should be noted that I'm going to play some videos in the background. Hopefully it's balanced okay and you can still hear everyone talking over top of it. Um, just be aware. Okay, so welcome back to our live streams and YouTube streams for Good Shepherd Entertainment. Today I am here with Nyamakop, which you may know is releasing Semblance coming up next week. And I think we're going to start, uh, so we have Ben Myers and Sugar uh, Kamani, but I think we're going to start with probably just the name in general, which most people know, but I like when you pronounce it. So can you tell everyone about Nyamakop and uh, exactly yeah. where this comes from? Nyamakop is a, uh, a portmanteau word, portmanteau, portmanteau. Mm. combination of uh, two African languages. So we've got Swahili for the Nyama part, which means meat, meat. Yes. And then we've got Afrikaans from South Africa uh, for kop, which means head. So the whole company name just meat, means meat head. Meat head. Sounds very exotic, but it's also just... <laughs> I see. You, you, I think you love that part, that it sounds... Meat. It sounds a certain way. It means something very different. Yeah. Good. But Ben, you're from Sydney, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was born there. Yeah, I was born there. I was only there for six months. Okay, that, that doesn't count then. Yeah. I was going to ask how you ended up in the Joburg. And seriously, is it called that? Because I read all about this. Joburg? It's Johannesburg, and we call it Joburg. Nzanzi. Nzanzi. Josie. Josie is another one that likes Goli, the city of gold. Oh, okay. Yes. Goli, okay. <laughs> and we're going to start with some history for you guys and eventually get into the game for those who are anxious to hear more about that. But, you know, Ben, I need to know the important things. Like, uh, did you wear a suit to be named Mail and Guardian's Top 200 to Watch? And what does that actually mean? It's, uh, it's kind of just like a local large newspaper, Mail and Guardian, does every year they like 200 people to watch in South Africa from different, like, fields. Uh, and that was in 2015. And I had people like Trevor Noah on it way before he did on The Daily Show. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's Trev. Me and Trev, we're close. <laughs> That's why I took a chance on Sugar. He wasn't a male and guardian then. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Sorry. Took a chance. Sorry. Took a chance. Sorry. I was like, I usually only work with other people on male and guardian. So right. Trevor, but Trevor Noah's was, he was reserved. Yeah, he was booked. Daily, daily Show. Daily Show, yeah. We actually were going to make a game together and the Daily Show came up and it yeah. cancelled. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just like a prestige thing that news, this newspaper does locally. It's like the Forbes 30 under 30, but smaller. Okay. Much smaller. It was your prequel. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> met the mayor of Johannesburg at the time though, and then he got elected out of office. So. <laughs> no relationship to that. No, no. But Trevor Noah though. Trevor Noah. Didn't yeah. meet him though. Okay, well, you have a lot of hustle, very creative mind, marketing. How did you manage to kind of turn this into a, a dream that you're pursuing in school? You said, I'm charming, so I shall do this. Uh, what, both of us? You well, first, and then, you know, we'll get oh, to the yeah. brains oh, behind oh. the operation. <laughs> well, I saw, you know, we were trying to do our final year university projects, and I saw this enterprising young lad. He was like raw. He was. He had a lot of potential. He was like a star being born. It was hot. It was intense. There was a lot of energy there. So I said, I saw Penny, and he impressed me. He brought his prototype to school one day. He showed it, and he was like, "I want to make this game about this character changing shape." 
I like this kid. I like where he's going. He has potential. <laughs> so I begged him to let me do levels of the game. Yeah, yeah. You um, went there running with a few other level designers. I know, I know. Is he? So there are rumors that you met over a GIF. What is this about? A GIF? Yeah. Well, the story, we kind of, the, our, our origin story is kind of like the Joker's origin story. It, tell, it changes every time we tell it. Oh, okay. I um, thought you meant acid. Oh, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't meet over it. <laughs> Good to know. Cucks. That'd be very weird. No, no, no. No, no. no we met at university. Uh, uh, you tell the story. How did we meet originally, children? How did we meet? I think the first what? No, the first time we met was at a local meetup, and Ben at the time, you know, met and gone and talked to hundred was running these meetups, and I remember just being in the crowd and be like, man, one day, one day, <laughs> I'll get to work with this guy because he knows, like, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He didn't. And then I jumped into university, and there he was as my classmate. So I was like, I'm close, I'm super close, I'm super close. And then I made the prototype, and like he said, you know, he asked to do some level design. I had a few other people like myself on the list for level <laughs> design. And eventually I was, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a chance. I didn't know I was not gonna take a chance, because I wanted to work with you. But so it was more like, I needed to play hard to get, you know, so it's mm -hmm. not like too obvious. So I know you put in the effort. And I was like, I gave him a little back and forth, and then eventually I was like, you know what, it's all right, you can jump on the project. Um, and I guess the rest is history. The rest is history. Okay, so Sugar, uh, first, people are going to ask, can you tell us about your, your non-sugar game and about your cubes? Not like that. Oh, where my cubes at? I'm going to hey, yeah. hey. Your ladies. Well, so I've, I've worked, I, I mean, I, when I first started making video games, I was going to every single game jam that I could. And I think um, I actually started a, a company like after my second game jam, I was like, that's it, I got a, I got one game jam, and it's on Ludum Dari, and you know Ludum Dari always gives you like really good comments. So I was like, I got these good comments, let's start a company, we're gonna make this mobile game. But it turned out it was not a good idea, but I learned a lot, and then I went back to university where I met Ben, but at the time I was working on this weird boxing game called Boxer. Yeah, and I saw that at uh, E3, right? You were showing us a version of that. Yeah, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been toying around with some new ideas, trying to bring it back to life. You know, the Switch looks like the perfect platform. But, and that, that game went on to win um, the inaugural Amaze Johannesburg Award. So that was the first time that I got a sweet, sweet taste of uh, success. <laughs> okay. And after that, I was hooked. I traveled to Berlin, got to show people my game, you know, got Cologne. to Cologne, Vienna, you know, casual places, nothing big, nothing big, nothing big. Yeah. I was waiting for E3 and Good Shepherd to really show where our exactly. strengths are. And it happened. It, happened. <laughs> it was fate. It was. So I have to ask about the boxing. Um, is that a thing for you? Do you enjoy boxing? Is it a sport you follow? Like, why why boxing? Just like Rock you know, Attack and Robots were in your mind I, forever. So, so the way the game so the way the game works is like so you you just use the the analog sticks. So that's how it originally worked. You only use the analog sticks. And I remember being at work one day and playing around with the controller, and I was like, what if you made a game just with analog sticks? Because these things feel good, you know. So from then, I was like, what if we just controlled arms and you just kind of flung them around? 
So I started down that road and it seemed to have been good, good. And it was received really well. And another thing with the game was that I just wanted to make a game because before I was making a puzzle game and no one knew how to play, literally no one. And then, so I was like, I want to make a game that people can just pick up and start playing immediately and don't need some long tutorial. They can just jump in. So that's kind of how the game is. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't follow boxing apart from my boy Money, Money, Money Mayweather, you know. But I have no idea how even boxing works. I think maybe the game might be too fictionalized. I think, yeah, there's points, right? There's, is there points? No, there's no points. No, if you land a box, if you don't knock them out, it's like points. If you land a hit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's close. We know a lot about boxing. It's pretty much simulation. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I hear all the boxing fans like getting up in arms right now, so we're just going to move right on from that. Uh, <laughs> well, it sounds like you achieved part of your dream of being like Ben, because you guys have spoken a lot of different places, uh, especially you, Sugar, but I think GDC might be one of the bigger ones. So what are your favorite presentations you've done from that? And, and Ben, it better not be about email. And tell us about influencing the young minds who are learning from you guys. This is me to start. You started. I think getting in, uh, getting to do, so the first time I went to GDC was also the first time I was doing a talk and I got to be on the tech toolbox and it was, it was a five minute talk and I remember working so hard on Train Jam to get these, uh, my presentation ready and it was a lot of fun because I'm one of those people, I don't like reading slides especially, so I made sure all my slides were GIF and I was explaining like complicated tech, uh, especially the one for the way the player moves and shapes in semblance. So that was a lot of fun. And I think even till today, like when we were in uh, Bit Summit, someone came up to me and was like, hey man, I was there at GDC and I saw your talk. Um, it was really cool. And I tried to do some of the stuff you're talking about. So it's really like, um, rewarding to hear that people are like, oh no, this the stuff you're working on, the stuff you're showing us is really helpful. Because sometimes when you're sitting alone in your bedroom, you're kind of like, man, I've only been doing this like, like a few months now. Like it's not anything special, you know. So when you get to talk about it at like the grand stage as GDC, you really start to understand like some of the stuff we're doing is pretty um, innovative. Yeah, I think uh, same for me. I think I have two talks that are my favorite. First one is at Amaze Berlin in like 2016, which is about African game design movements. And that was cool to talk about how, you know, Africa is not a country in the city, which people always mistake it for. It's not a country? It's not a country. It's actually a big collection of countries. Okay. Continent. Yeah. I thought it's a region. Yeah, so I got to talk about different things, different regions doing with games and how that matters to them. So that's cool. But my favorite talk is probably about email at GDC, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. It. it was like an extremely boring topic that we somehow managed. To it was a bang. It was a bang. That's, that's how you know it was good. That was in the front row. Yeah. Not by obligation. I have no obligation. Yeah, actually started in the back row. You I did. I really did. <laughs> I was so into this talk. They just came to me, they're like, please hand these up. I was like, yes. And I went around handing and people were like, no, we don't. I was like, take it, take it. Yeah. Oh, That's why we're always supporting each other. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, talks are great. You kind of have this imposter syndrome. 
that you don't shouldn't be doing it. But sometimes you also have to realize some of the things you've gone through are interesting and they could benefit other people. I just try and make jokes. Like my favorite style of book that is open with a joke. Always look what's good for yourself because you're just ready to go. Yeah. It's what, my, my favorite way to start talks is I always say, Hi, my name is Shukye, and I put out the spelling for my name. And I know everyone's like, Oh no, how do you pronounce this? They're in there and they're like, oh, What? And I'm like, But if you if you can't, so this is how you spell it. And I have a gift of uh, a karate man, and it's just like, um, No, actually, it starts the gift with a crop, and it says shoe. Underneath it, and then the next slide is a gift of like a karate man. It's like, yeah, so it's like, shoot, yeah, and everyone gets super pumped. And then eventually, it's like, you can call me sugar. But it's, yeah, my favorite. They're probably disappointed then at that point because they wanted to say it just to show It's definitely, you can call me sugar, so I'll keep it short and sweet. Hi, people laugh. It's so bad. It's like, sugar, no one's gonna laugh. So if, if I have to, I'll just do a <laughs> from the from the front row. I didn't have to. People didn't love it. It was, it was very surprising. Well, I'm playing some semblance. is when I flew into Copenhagen and I, I hadn't had a haircut yet. <laughs> and this is Copenhagen. Um, and it's a hard place to find people to cut this type of hair. So whenever I'd be in like a bus or in like a public area, I'd always be looking out for another brother. Like that was like, I was always trying to look down. I was like, who has a good haircut? And then one day I was trying to go get a SIM card. I walked into this T-Mobile shop and I saw this guy has a fresh haircut. And I'm like, yo, bro, where'd you get your haircut? And then he, he whoops out a paper, writes down the name. He's like, just go here and ask for Jimmy. And I was like, I'm not trying to buy drugs. I just want a haircut. Very serious. I left the shop. I still didn't get the SIM card, but I knew where to get my haircut. And to this day, it's one of the best places I've got a haircut. And the guy who was cutting my hair was from Tanzania. So he was another East African brother. So it was like I went all the way overseas. <laughs> to Copenhagen. <laughs> Copenhagen, I got a haircut by pretty much my neighbor, my Rift Valley brother. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we've traveled a lot. I think we did like 25 cities and five continents in like 18 months. And I think in June we did four continents in four weeks. What? Yes. So it's been a bit ridiculous. But it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm trying to think what my favorite one was. I think uh, a big highlight for us is when we went to uh, Skuga, which was this residency in the Swedish forests, like central to northern Sweden. We just hung out there for two months, and the sun was always up. I had to make curtains out of my, my, my jacket because the sun was always up and I couldn't sleep. It was just crazy. It was really cool that we hang out with people from like all over the world, like Mexico and Bosnia and Brazil. Yeah. That was really cool for like two months. 
I think my other one of my other favorite weird events was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We showed semblance at PAX East in 2017. 20, yeah, 2017. And this guy came up to us and said, "Oh, this game's really cool." Then he got my information. Then he emails me and he's like, "Hey, I'm running this event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called XBO Tulsa. You should come." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So then all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma, we had these gigantic American flags, like so big, like huge. <laughs> They're just massive, like just in the sky. Mm-hmm. I'm in America, I made it, and. Uh, the guy, all the people he brought were like amazing. Like the ex art director of League of Legends was there, the ex design director of Bioshock was there, and they were all just like making indie games. Now. And then there was top two hundred million Guardian over there. <laughs> 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 hey, oh, Forbes! Forbes Africa. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's start talking about semblance because uh, you know that's the topic of the day. So I hear that this game was made because Sugar didn't want to admit that a bug was unintentional. So can, <laughs> <laughs> so can you uh, elaborate on this and you know whatever version you'd like to tell? So I think we were making a game that was about the character changing shape and size. And I was making, so everything was hard, so you could smash into the ground, you could kind of get smaller, you can smash from the side, you get taller, and things like that. And then we're trying to, obviously for design purposes, we're trying to make a soft surface. Ben's like, make a soft surface. So it like feels good. So it, it just feels good. in this world. Yeah, so now every time you'd land it, it kind of do a little crevice, like it does in semblance right now. But then when you try to dash into it, you keep hitting it and it'll just like keep molding. And then I was like, oh man, this is so funny. And I put it on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, this is so funny. Ben slides into my DM. Silky smooth and he's like, sugar, that's all we can. Make it happen. And I remember this was like towards like Christmas. And that's when I normally go back to Kenya. So I was in Kenya, like during all my Christmas things with family with my laptop in hand, like on my lap, just always working, trying to make this feature possible. And that's kind of how the game started. And it was quite uh, serendipitous. Serendipitous. Yeah, yeah that's, a that's a good Yes. So, okay, you guys are, are men, men. It's an interesting aesthetic that you chose with kind of the soft colors and the adorable characters. Um, can you expound on like the art style and how you came to this particular style? Yeah. Totally. I think uh, there's a lot of different reasons we settled on that art style. I think. Well, the main ones with the color palette, we just like really, we, when we were trying to figure out how to make games and make something commercially successful, we kind of noticed that a lot of successful indie games have very interesting and unique art styles. That's like kind of one of the things that just gets them to a certain level of attention, sort of capturing your eye. So we really wanted to focus on that. Uh, we didn't really have uh, um, artists at that point, I think. And so we were looking at Steam, and going through all the games and we were thinking like what colors would really stand out and we're like what about pink like no one's making a game that's pink and so when we brought an artist on board we were like hey i want to make a pink game because no one else is really doing that and we think it would stand out when you looked in a sea of screenshot so that's kind of where the original color palette came from 
And then I think in terms of the abstract minimalist cute style, um, when we started making the game, it was just two programmers pretty much. And so we didn't have any art ability, so we just had to try and make everything like really juicy and fun with programming, like hacks, yeah. So that's how we made the character feel really juicy, as procedurally animated and rendered. And then when we actually brought artists on, we experimented with making more complex styles, but we kind of realized technically it'd be too tricky to like textures on certain things that were deforming and so on and so forth. And one of our references for the game anyway was the flawless jelly, which is kind of minimalist as well. So we were like, let's just stick with a minimalist, cute art style. Um, and so we did. It was kind of a weird combination of technical constraints combined with reference and just the color palette. So that's kind of how it happened. Uh, and we had a concept artist, Al Yi Lu, who did an amazing job. And she did kind of like a darker version of the palette. And then we brought on our production artist, Jean Ru. We just made it like bright and colorful and beautiful and magical. You went from zero to 100 in no time. Yeah. Exactly. Right there. That's how we describe it. <laughs> that sounds like the sound of a judge. Wow. That was the call. Sorry, not, no, no reference, but I was just wondering, like, did you do any of the sound effects or any of the things in it? Cute cat sounds? <laughs> no, we, we, we actually worked with a brilliant studio called Pressure Cooker Studios, and it was from Keith Kavai. He's actually from Zimbabwe, so we like to think we have a pan-African team. <laughs> so he, he made all the sounds, and... It was, I loved how like the process of where he went to. I remember like some of the jumping sounds and landing of Squish is actually him punching me. Yeah. And also the critical sound of Squish is all him. Yeah, and he has a very deep voice. So he's obviously a very talented sound designer to me. <laughs> it sounds uh, yeah, different. Very cool. Uh, so how did you meet Good Shepherd? Wow. That was <laughs> Simultaneous wows. I think uh, we were like pitching to a lot of publishers for a long time. Someone said no, someone said yes. Someone said the art looked like it was from a student project. We can't even remember he said that. It was devastating. Devastating. And then we kept working on the game, we kept pitching. And then I think we were at E3 and Sugar introduced me to one of the Devolver people and said you should meet him and pitch him in the game. And so I did. And then while we were in our meeting, the documentary crew filming the Volvo Digital, like each day, they were releasing a YouTube video each day, came up to us and I just said, just, just come here. And we kind of did this like fake pull-in kiss that ended up in the video. And then right after that, he was like, ah, uh, you know, we don't actually have much time on our hands, so uh, let me put you in contact with our friends at the time, Gambitious, who later became Good Shepherd. I think that's where, that's how we ended up meeting you fabulous folk. Yep. yep. Right after a fake kiss, after my heart was broken. Yep. <laughs> I see, I see. Excellent. Well, yeah. I think, no, this is really perfect for Good Shepherd, honestly. I think uh, Devolver's like, what? Adorable cats? Get out. GTFO. Go, go over here. Yeah, yeah. Where are the guys? Yeah. No, this is, it's innovative. You know, you've never seen this before. You call yourselves the first real platformer. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like our jam is looking for things that are a little bit unique and different within a, a genre that's, you know, maybe done very often. So, yeah, this was very unique. I think a lot of people have responded well. And I love how you do pitch it as the first real platformer. Yeah. A lot of those pitching lines just come out of nowhere. We just like, you're talking to press all day. 
and you like getting bored with the things you're saying. You, so you just start to like, like to entertain yourself, say increasingly ridiculous things. <laughs> There's and, a lot of people talking to you. You got to do something, you know. I think it just came out of nowhere. I literally, just one day said, "Look, I know what you're thinking. This is a platform, but if I told you this was the first real platform, mm. and then they all laugh and then they play the game." So it works. It does, it does. I actually like it's so funny, like I talk to a lot of developers and they're like, Oh man, I'm going to another show. I don't wanna do this. But for me, first of all, most of the time it means like traveling. Yeah. So I'm excited. Forget the visa part. But I love traveling. And then when you're at the show, it's like you're just like constantly refining your pitch. Like by the end of the day, it's silky smooth, man. You can say it in your sleep. You can mm -hmm. say it while you're drinking a coffee. You can just, and then you just kind of start playing with it. And that's how you come up with like interesting lines and pitches. So I always get excited about shows. It might get draining towards the end, but the end of it is like you have, you're, you're literally just telling people about this great thing that you've made and they get to play it. Hopefully they like it, or else they did. But it's always such a great experience. And it, it like even longevity-wise, as a studio, as like a developer, it's always good to like learn how to pitch better to your game and like meet people. Um, and at the end of the day, man, you're making the game for people, not yourself. Yeah. Wise. Yeah. So yeah. for those who haven't played it before and who are watching the gameplay, why don't you give us like what's your favorite pitch? What is semblance? Tell people what it is. I think it is the most recent one, and it's okay. So, don't you imagine a genre that has existed in video games for as long as you can at the platform? Super Mario did it, you know? They were like, what can we do with mechanics? Let's jump. Amazing. And for some reason, they decided to call it the platform platformer. And so, we stumbled ac across this mechanic. We looked at it and we were like, hold, hold on. This genre. It's called a platformer, but the platforms, nothing ever happens. Everything up until now has been a lie. A lie, unfortunately. Like, everything else until now has just been a running and jumping on the platform. platform. Er, er. And so it's, it's our responsibility to take this game and call it the first true platformer. Because linguistically, technically, it's the first game where you morph, shift, and change the platforms. Exactly. So it's the first game where platforming is actually the verb. Exactly. I mean, like, if you're gonna call a shooter a shooter, they shoot it. So why in a platformer, there's no platforming? Exactly. Until us. Until us. Until we stumbled across this mechanic. Stumbled, stumbled. Excellent. But that's how a lot of things, penicillin came like that. Exactly. So, forever. <laughs> exactly. Penicillin and <laughs> Wow. It's an innovation for our society. Yeah. <laughs> Semblance is the cure for the disease you did not know you have. Yeah, yep. there's a sickness in the genre, and we're here to cure it. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I started to show gameplay, and then I looked at Ben's face, and I just had to flip back to the cam. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go back to gameplay. Yes. So this, this sort of thing... up from the mayor yeah. and possibly Trevor Noah <laughs> to Forbes Africa. So, so yeah, are you ready to be the models that I know you want to be in your interview? 
Luca is going to be the first man in the cover of Forbes wearing a t-shirt. That's the goal. That's my goal. Though. No, no collared shirt, no tie. T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's but you gotta have a bit of that, that Wakanda. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna wear One of the things I am gonna share on social media this week is how delightful you guys are, and especially how much fun it is with the little things that you bring to the table. For instance, I've screenshotted and already highlighted and it's slated to go this week, is that uh, Nyamaka is in Wakanda adjacent, which is sort of my favorite thing on Twitter to see. We'll see you later. But yeah. Ready. Yeah, I mean, it's lovely to see you guys together with some of our other devs, you know, certain ones, like Black Injury, and just the, you know, camaraderie of the industry itself. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, that's kind of how we got into games, it's through the community helping us and giving us advice, so just want to give back. It's always, yeah, it's always important. I think, especially when you're working on games, and especially as indie developers, you're always, like, in your own little silo, wherever you are in the world, you get you forget that there's a much greater community. So when you have when you partner with great people like Good Shepherd and you get to hang out with the devs and they stuff you all in a in a nice Airbnb <laughs> You bond. You bond. You yeah. bond. And and you, you get to just get different interactions with from devs from Poland to devs from San Francisco. And it's all it's such an interesting vibe and you get to learn new things. Maybe make maybe collaborate. Yeah, you force them to put references to your game to their game. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. It's great. <laughs> Just camaraderie. I believe, I believe there is now an achievement in Black Future eighty eight having something to do with Squish. I don't know if it's an achievement, but there's a there's a power up called Squish sixty six. Oh, okay. That's the down in Black Future. I think it's quite funny. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. We've made it. We made it. So this brings us to Nintendo Switch. The game is the first African-developed IP to release on a Nintendo platform ever. Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm personally working for the Guinness Book of World Records for you. But uh, what, what, what do you think about this? It's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what more it is. It's just, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. I mean, Nintendo's like a hundred-year-old company. Uh, and then the way we start, like we got onto the platform was really cool. And for me, the greatest part about being on Nintendo Switch was that the first time we ever publicly showed it, we showed it in Kyoto, Japan, the birthplace of Nintendo. And on top of that, we won the excellence in game design in the same city. So yeah. I think it's like almost it's poetic. It's almost poetic that we had to be there. We had to be on that platform. And I love working with the Switch. It's probably the most innovative console that I touched. In fact, when I was getting towards the end of um, Semblance Dev and I was the one just fixing all the bugs, I would hate playing it on PC, but when I grabbed it on a Switch, mm. put my headphones on, get cozy on the couch and start playing it, I was like, yeah, this is why we make games. Yeah. I think also it's like, no matter what happens, the company fails in five years time, terribly bankrupt. No one will ever be able to take away at this moment. We were the first I feel Nintendo platform. Yeah. So at a, at a personal level, it's really special to us. At a macro level as well, you know, it's just telling people all over Africa that they can make this happen. Yep. Any, you can be in Africa and you can make games and people internationally from South Korea to Poland to Brazil will play your game and enjoy it. And it doesn't mean just because you're in Africa you can't do that. So yep. I think that's also an important reason why 
we pushed that so hard. Like we could have just not said anything, but I think it's also important to so highlight that exactly. your uniqueness. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy Mr. Cleanup Detail, and many people know Broforce. So you're kind of changing that scene for a, a little more publicity for South African developers. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the launch comes up. Uh, we're less than a week out now, uh, July 24th. You have a really cool event going on Facebook for people that are going to see this probably on Monday, the week of. Uh, kind yeah. of looking back on some of the things you've done and comparing some of the early developments now. So if anyone wants to find that, can they just go to Naima Cop's uh, Facebook page? You can go to Good Shepherds yeah. as well. Yeah. We've got an event set up there. If you join the event, you'll see everything uh, as it happens. Otherwise, you'll see it the following day on Twitter uh, and Facebook as well. But if you want to see, get the get the edge, get the you know the hot scoop, you got to join the event. We'll be sharing throwbacks, memes, fresh hype, and maybe some fan art. Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we're running the video in the background now for people to see the launch video, but tell us about the platforms and anything else you want people to know as far as where to keep track of you guys. Yeah, so you can check out the game at semblance-game.com. We have a, a website, nyamakop.co.za, at nyamakop on Twitter, nyamakop on Facebook. Where you spell that is N-Y-A-M-A-K-O-P. Yep. And you've got it. And then our personal Twitter handles in the bio, exactly. Excellent. Well, we wish you tons of luck. Everyone's going to be working really hard next week to get this out. And uh, I think I think it's going to be loved, beloved by people. That's the, that's the wish here. We hope so. Thank you. Yes, awesome. Well, everyone will catch you later. And uh, keep looking on our Twitter handle, GoodShepherdEnt, and uh, here on Twitch and at Caffeine.